Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. This is the movie podcast. We're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with art director, Oscar nominated and BAFTA winner for art direction uh, for Blade Runner and production designer for all the films you love. This one, this week's movie, he was an art director for, and he was actually billed before Stan Lee, which is absolutely mind-blowing. But he also worked on Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Back to School, Summer School, any movie with school in it in the 80s. David L. Snyder worked on it, and he was a great guy. To, so after this, go get go back and check that out. But before we discuss, a movie that I didn't know was a thing until I reached out to David the first time, like almost a year ago, we kept going back and forth, is Captain America 2, Death too soon i never knew there was a captain america before like the recent ones with chris evans so it was kind of mind-blowing before i even mentioned any of this groundbreaking movie that i'm so happy that i was able to watch i gotta introduce you to my partner in this sequel watching journey jamie riccardi jamie how you doing man i'm doing fantastic um you know this is i never heard of this movie either um i felt like i was watching an an episode of the a-team like it felt yeah. like the A team, you know, I mean, he had, you know, he had the truck like the A team and it just felt like, you know, again, I, I tried watching this movie with the perspective 1979, 79. When yep. did it come out? Yep. Okay. So, you know, you know, I, again, had, had a hard time watching it. I mean, there were some things what? I enjoyed just because. I get movies, what, 40 years old. I mean, it was, it was a little tough to, to at some parts, but again, being perspective of the time it came out, you know, I'm glad we did it. Okay, good. <laughs> well, well, before we introduce next week's guest, we have to obviously mention, like, we we did on our 100th episode, like, we couldn't believe we did 100, which is, like, kind of mind-blowing. And I think this episode, like, 139, but this is our 50th sequel. 5-0. So we saved the best for 50. The best for 50. So, cheers. Ah. Cheers. Tuesday night champagne. Ooh, that looks like good champagne that you have. So let's introduce (laughs) our guest. He showed up like ready to go. He's part of the Bellevue boys. (laughs) And that is (laughs) Toby. Toby, how you doing, man? I'm feeling great, man. This movie changed my life. It gave me a whole new perspective on how to be an unidentified thug in a movie. Uh, I haven't put down this baseball bat in like four days. It's just become an extension of myself. Um, the denim jacket never felt so good. Uh, I got, I went back to 79 and I never left. I just feel great. That's good. I didn't notice people in the neighborhood. They were saying, Hey man, this guy's walking around with a baseball bat all the time. I'm like, he's just like, he's getting into something, but yeah, dude, yeah, I, 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 we have a, I have a quick question though. Yeah. So this movie changed your life. What was your life like before this? You don't want to know. <laughs> I go full Marlon Brando with any role. I <laughs> He's I'm method. a little Daniel J. Lewis, a little Brando. You know, I kind of just dive in. <laughs> so, so th- speaking of diving in, let's just dive into this movie because I think there's a lot to cover. And it was cool. You forget about the like just Marvel and and just again, I didn't know that this was a movie. I knew it was a comic book for a lot of years, but 
the Universal logo in the beginning. It's so cool. We've been covering these really old movies lately and just seeing these old beginning things that you really don't see nowadays, really. I don't even know if Universal still makes movies. Well, the one thing I, I'm glad we don't see anymore is a long opening credit sequence. Because yeah. <laughs> this, this opening credit sequence was very long. Um, and, you know, today movies kind of go right into it. You know, you see like a maybe a, a brief, you know, introduction, but there's not many credits. This one went on long and I forgot that's how movies were back then. So I'm glad at least we got rid of that. I felt the same way. You know, just the cadence of movies is so much different now. You know, we're such like an instant culture where everything is just like Michael Bay, like explosions coming at you, Star Star Wars-esque. And there's like long pauses of, you know, characters walking. Yeah, you know, and you're like, all right, come on, speed yeah. it up. But yeah, you know, the tension span was different in 1979 than you know today. Well, you yeah, didn't, and you there's didn't, a few chain scenes that I was like, "This still going on?" Yeah. Oh, the fact that the whole whole opening credit was just driving a car. So we had to <laughs> we had to watch the van just go for about like eight minutes. <laughs> okay, so the so the van, so there's like the helicopter shot. We see it forever and all that, and I'm like, huh. Like, obviously, we know later because we watch these movies, we're taking notes along the way. I'm like, who's in that van? I'm like, who could be in that van? And then when we find out that it's like Captain America drives around a window, a little window van, like it was either that creepy guy in your neighborhood or the weird guy that sold weed. Sometimes it was the same guy. But just the fact that he has a van is something. Well, you know what? It could be a weed van because it's a lot of smoke that comes out of the van every time he opens the doors. So, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, every time that motorcycle comes out, there's like a picture right there, cloud of smoke. Yeah. It was almost like, you know, they were like playing movie bingo. Like we talked <laughs> about the A-team. They're like, all right, let's hit the A-team. Let's get like a little Scooby-Doo in there with this like, you know, like ambiguous smoke van. Let's hit <laughs> yeah. some superheroes. Let's do a detective movie. I'll throw in some farm stuff just for good measure and make sure we hit all our demographics. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, I think, you know, I think we, we always talk about this. 80s movies are known for boobs. And I think 70s movies are more known for maybe like drugs. So maybe that's <laughs> what it is. So maybe it was, maybe it's a weed van. And the fact that I, I, I'm pretty positive, I guess I can go back because I, you know, I take the sequels on my life. I, I should have looked at all those shots because if you notice, I swear they just recan the same foot a few times in this movie. But I feel like the van part. And you met, why was there a zoom sound before he was out? It wasn't like a rev sound. It was like, or even what we'll get into it later when he throws a certain thing, there's like this weird sound. I'm like, yeah. are we just hearing this or are all the gang members here? Well, to be honest with you, I felt like there were times when the voice was not matching. Like, I feel like they filmed a lot of it and then they added voice later oh, on. Oh, there was so much ADR. There was a whole scene that they were like, yes. whatever we wrote sucked and we're yes. going to change the whole thing. It was like a really, it was kind of a short scene. Yeah. There was a lot of random, because when they showed the scientists throughout this movie, like when they would just throw them back in, it was like a minute of like, just like exposition, like telling you everything that's going to happen. And then, but yeah, there was one I'm like, dude, yeah. none of them are matching right now. That, that, that it's got to be the same scene. Like they were in the office or something like that. And the three yeah. of them were talking and a hundred percent. I'm like, it does, especially the, the, the one guy. Did his voice did not match what he looked like? <laughs> yeah, like it, it, like it was just it was weird. Yeah, or like even like when Miguel like lays out the plot, you know, he just like hits his solid thesis statement. It's like these are the nineteen things we're gonna do. Then <laughs> we got to film anything else. We'll just kind of like match it in. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
and you know, and I, I, I mean, you know, I understand what the movie's about, but they went very detailed and a lot of like scientific kind of plans. Like it, it was, it could have been confused. I mean, imagine watching this back then. It had to be confusing. What did like, you say? People about? were dumber back then. Well, I mean, uh, you know, science wasn't as relevant back then it was today. I mean, we have a lot more stuff. So I'm assuming, I don't want to say dumber, but maybe less educated. Are you saying that when they wrote in the script, like somebody wrote this script and they wrote like, okay, you age 30 days per hour or whatever. And somebody said, whoa, dude, let's make it something else. Okay, 36 (laughs) days per hour. I'm like, there was just like too many specific oddities in this movie that was just like, just keep it simple. Obviously, the plot of it is really over the top. Like, that's what Miguel, Christopher Lee has his opportunity, his only opportunity to be in any Marvel movie. And he's a bad guy that just wants to make people older, which I know they'll die, but it was just like, eh. Like, what, what, what's it? So it was just extortion for money. That's, that's his goal. Just that was the. Yeah. So, so if, I mean, if he's that good at what he does, couldn't he come up with maybe. Other like important things that he can make money on, you know, like right. if he if he could do a, a a fast aging, maybe he can do like a time, you know, slow time down, you know, or something. I mean, and make money the right way. But think about how you know that one statement that they made. That guy Bliss shows up from the president's office, right? <laughs> think about how that hits in, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. He's like, it's science or politics. Like you can't have both. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, that just slaps so different. You know, when we're we're dealing with like. You know, Trump, you know, Trump v. Fauci, you know, for the past couple, you know, like past 10 months. It's funny how that one, you know, kind of comes full. It like really, it's so- you know, and I'm also like, yeah, I'm, I'll say I was also surprised at the the monetary figures that they threw out there for oh. the time. I mean, because I mean, back then, throw that, that's got to be like a trillion dollars. You know, a billion dollars in 1979. Oh, yeah. Like, that's got to be a lot of money. Like, I'm surprised. Like, even Dr. Evil did $1 million. Oh, oh yeah. No, and they crazy. laughed at him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and this is 1979. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I thought that was, a, he's asking for a little too much. Okay. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's, we have the, the first part of the movie when we actually get into the movie. So, so you're telling me Steve Rogers Captain America is doing caricatures of old people in a park. Yeah, but he's good at it. Oh, he's great at it. But is that a thing in the movies now? Wait, so are you saying that, you know, if you're like a super tough guy, you can't do uh, paintings? Oh, dude, I love it. But I want Chris Evans to play this exact role, like to do the caricatures or, you know, it's crazy. No, it just proved that Steve Rogers was doing a lot of drugs in that band. sitting next to the boardwalk talking to old people and cats and just (laughs) hey listen i have nothing wrong i I don't see anything wrong with it because bubba smith worked at a uh, florist shop that is true so you know um i'm okay with captain america (laughs) drawing cats yeah this movie had like a real death wish vibe like death wish three because again we only saw there's so many different people that we see really only for like a little bit like this gang I thought they were going to be something that we saw like throughout the movie, but they were like pretty, they were gone pretty quick. Well, you know what? You, you made a good point. Maybe it's the same gang as death wish three, because didn't they focus on old people too? They did. They did. So maybe <laughs> it's the same gang that's been hanging around and focusing on just, you know, the old people. And again, this, 
how much money do old people really carry around? I mean, I know it was it what was she cashing a pension or something or what? Oh, what was it like your government check? Government, or, yeah, how, how much, whatever it was. Yeah, how much was it really? I mean, really, that's what they're <laughs> focusing on. Like you know, seventy four cents. Well, if you notice on the at the food uh, at the farmers market, everything is pretty cheap. I was looking at, it, I was like, damn. So that's pretty good. Or how about the fact that he could have just intervened as soon as she left? Yes. <laughs> like, let her get like four blocks down, parked his car, made sure that he paid the meter, right? Checked the weather, then decided <laughs> to pursue this guy. And, and you know what? He actually sacrificed her because he told her to go, knowing well that there's going to be a gang member waiting for her. <laughs> you know, like, what, what if the guy, like the gang member, decided to stab her? Like, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't planning ahead. Yeah, he he had like 35 minutes to stab her, right? Like he could have done it just because he was a slow walker. The other guy was in like a a beach cruiser. (laughs) Yeah, well, what what was that? I mean, that made absolutely zero sense. The fact that he was in like a dune buggy on the roads. But yeah, you're right, dude, Toby. Perfect. When, When the fact that... He basically assured her because she was nervous of the gang in the neighborhood. And he was like, don't worry, just do it. Yeah, dude, something bad could have happened. And he was just like, fine with that. My favorite line in this, one of my favorite lines in this whole movie is when he says, hey, the old people around here are my friends. You got that? (laughs) (laughs) So he just gets straight up baked. And hangs out with old people. I guess that's that's pretty cool. I guess, right? It's probably it's probably funny. What's old, funny? Old people are funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Captain America three is just like grumpy old men with robbers <laughs> in it. Yeah. <laughs> but so so the scene that that obviously we have to talk about is the fact that he goes to one guy, and the guy sticks him. The guy pulls out a knife from arguably how far away is he? Like 15 feet away. And he just waits for this shield that is like. Okay. 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 So uh, we, we need to talk about the shield. Okay. Because okay? it, it looks like you could eat, buy it in a party city. Yeah. Like it looks like now, now for, you know, the budget, you know, the budget for this movie. Oh, no, I don't know. What's the, do you know? Three million. So okay. funny you say that the budget's three million because they spent a half a million dollars just on uh, the hang glider scene <laughs> and the motorcycle stunts. Worth you mean it. like you mean the ten minute hang glider scene? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that easily they could have skipped. So if a three million dollar budget, would they spend it on besides the hang hang glider scene? Like it really like there Drugs. wasn't there, there what Drugs. <laughs> That is true. That's your drugs back then were pretty expensive. So, uh, I mean, like you're going to tell me they couldn't do a better shield. What are, what are you talking about? You don't think this shield was something. So he's just looking at this guy and the guy's so far away and he, it's so slow. And I feel like it bends sometimes. Like when it, when it's moving and flying, you could see it like, like kind of like wobbly. Are you talking about when the dog is attacking him later and you see it? <laughs> okay so as the guy i noticed also that a lot of people fall down and never get up throughout the whole movie 
you know, it could be like he could just push him down. The shield could hit him. The, a box punch. And they all just want, it's like a one knockout punch every single time. He's that strong. You know, he's Steve Rock. Well, is he, where's Steve? You know, one thing I, that really made me laugh again, I know that it's Steve Rogers, Captain America, but there's the one part when he's driving, you see him driving the van and there's no, like in his plain clothes, there's no fucking way that he could get into the back onto his motorcycle, turn on the fog machine. <laughs> there's a lot of fog in there, you know, unless that is reefer. Maybe <laughs> that I, again, I, I think it's a good possibility, you know, and you know, no one knows that he's Captain America, right? Except for the, maybe the, the doctor or whatever. Like, no one really knows he's Captain America. Oh, right. nobody knows. That's what was shocking because okay. there was one point in the movie when people saw him as Captain America and they were just like, get him. It's like, don't you right. know that this guy? So, like so this is a van that kind of stands out and the motorcycle comes out with the smoke and everything else. So, you know, people have seen it. And yet, at the same van he drives when he's not Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, these people can't put two and two together. <laughs> and although they're the, the same people that couldn't recognize Clark Kent and Superman by just by, by glasses. So, you know, again, it goes back to people were less educated back then. Oh, <laughs> so nowadays that wouldn't fly. People would be like, I, I know that guy. Well, maybe they should. Yeah, they, I guess they would. They'd be like, yo, I just, yo, Instagram. Yo, that's Captain America's <laughs> creeper, man. I see the smoke. <laughs> but people in the back smoking with their glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have to mention before we get into the dune buggy part was the extras in this opening scene of this movie are amazing. The people on the rollerblades, the afros, just and the frisbee people, because that's when frisbee like first started, like around this time. They're just like wasn't it a simpler time when this guy just walking around with no shirt on? Every guy in this scene has no shirt on and short shorts. Every every guy. Hey, I would love to just walk. I, I, I'm not going to do no. it. No, 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 not now, no, no. But again, that was, that was a simpler time. Like everybody just, everybody was having fun outside. Like it was just ridiculous. Nipples were, nipples were in. Male nipples. Male nipples are in, yeah. Okay. Male nipples. (laughs) So so Captain America is so fast. The fact and and he's not really fast. It looks like he's jogging and they're just fast forward in the footage. Because the fact that he catches up to the dune buggy, which again, I wonder how much that was, because that was a running dune buggies aren't cheap. And when he pulls that guy out of the dune buggy when he chased him down. The thing just goes off into the water and, you know, we, the footage yeah. stops, but I bet you that thing was ruined. So that was part of the budget too. He also wasn't concerned that the doom buggy just, you know, it, he's on a beach. So like it could have easily ran over people that were laying out there, you know, and, and not for nothing for the bad guy. You're, you're, you're trying to get away from Captain America. Why would you go on sand? It's probably going to slow you down. Like, wouldn't you like stay on the road? Well, no, it's a doom buggy. It, I, I, okay, but you, you're gonna tell me, okay, a doom buggy is still gonna go slower on the sand that he will on the on gravel. I, I, I'm I, not I, a doom buggy oh. expert, but if anybody is listening, Doug at sequelsonly.com or at sequelsonly on social media, let us know. Is it are they are they made just for dunes? Are they faster on dunes? Faster in asphalt? They got rubber wheels. I'm sure they're faster on, on a street. We'll have to wait. The, ver- okay. the verdict's out. 
Okay. So, so one thing I just thought of in my head, this is kind of crazy, but so in this movie, his old, old people are his friends, right? And Miguel played by Christopher Lee, the bad guy. He has this, actually at first it's supposed to be like the fountain of youth. And then he has a scientist like reverse it. And then he it, it ages people. But in a way, wouldn't that be like the perfect world for Steve Rogers? Everyone's old. He could he just because old people are the ones that'll sit for caricature. You know, other people are like, I got shit to do. I got a rollerblade. It's hard for him to probably get somebody rollerblading. What if they, they were they're not old and they Christopher Lee gave them some of that. So that's because, you know, Steve Rogers is pretty young. So maybe these are his friends, but they're, they became old because they had the the poison. That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He like, they put the antidote on that old woman and she's like a Fox. I was going to say she's like 22, but like, you know, she (laughs) the same girl as a scientist. Yeah. Which she's awesome. By the way, you know where she's from, right? She was on greatest American hero. Yeah. 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 And the guy who directed this worked on Greatest American Era. Listen, the whole look of it is like oh, Greatest American Era. It is. Oh, yeah, it's like the same exact yeah, yeah. thing. So, so when we see the government facility for the fir- for the first time, you can tell that it's clearly like an office building that they just put a sign outside that says U.S. government. And there's <laughs> another one later in the movie that's the same way. It's just like, hey, slap that sign on. <laughs> like, and David L. Center probably did that. David, it looked great. So, I don't know hydrochloric acid. That's pr- that's a pretty serious thing, right? Of course. Like burn what that burns you, right? Isn't that what that is? Dune buggies run on it, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we do have a dune buggy expert. Oh, there we go, Toby. <laughs> dune buggies. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene when they go in there, like we have to go into the lab, and they're like, he doesn't like to be disturbed. They go in there, it's all trash, all shattered, and he was able to write Miguel like in. Well, ha- first of all, how did they get into that? Cause they asked for a key and he didn't have a key. And then the other guy just like, what do you, he had like, no, a- he said, he said, blow it. And then they put like a little charge <laughs> and there was, like, they didn't even move back. And it blew they didn't even move like, back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That made no sense. But the fact that he goes, like he puts it up to his nose and he's like <laughs> hydrochloric acid. I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't seem like he's a scientist. Well, we find out later, obviously he is, but I'm like, why wouldn't this guy like know what this guy's working on and stuff? If I thought he was a cop at first because when ah. he was looking, he was looking for, you know, like I thought because he came there looking for them. I really I didn't realize he was a scientist that, until they called him doctor later on or something. So I was surprised. Yeah, he had strong cop vibes. He did. 100 percent. He's like a smooth operator, you know, like dude had sex appeal. Definitely. Toby. But he was definitely good at Wheel of Fortune because like on that piece of glass, it was like Migu. <laughs> You know, he's just like, all right, let me buy a vow. It's Miguel. <laughs> Miguel. And let's talk about that. I don't know the Captain America villains. Are they all just people with first name? Like, like are they Prince? Or is that all the villains? I was hoping, like, I would love Christopher Lee if he was like, I don't know, if he had like an eyeball in the middle of his four. Like, a, I don't know. I think of these villains in all these other superhero movies. So you think of, when you think of villains, you think of uh, a guy with an eyeball in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah. Can you name? Can you name one villain that has an eyeball in the middle of his forehead? Exactly. It would have been so unique ahead of its time, and then I would have been able to reference it right now, and then I'd be like, 
Listen, See? their budget was only three uh, three million. They they can't afford an eyeball in the middle of the you know. Could you imagine they need put a googly eye? <laughs> yeah, if they needed to do it, and they had no money left. They're like, just do something, slap it on. <laughs> take the tags off of the shield. Maybe we can take the shield back. <laughs> and get some eye. Uh, the shield was like almost like a garbage, uh, not a garbage can lid, but it was just like so flimsy. I'm like, yeah, wait, why did it? A hundred percent, it was flimsy. There, I'm telling you, there's moments where you see like a ripple in the shield when, when it's yeah. being moved. Well, what, what do you mean? When it's getting shot at. <laughs> Uh, so, so one guy in this movie that's a really cool actor. They really liked him. Uh, Miguel's assistant Kramer. I don't know. If, he's like a character actor. He's in a ton of stuff, and he's actually f- from Jersey. He was born in New Brunswick. Went to Rutgers Prep. His name's Stanley uh, Camel. Uh, the reason I know him is he, when when uh, my daughter was born, we watched Monk all all, like, all the time. We binge watch Monk, and he was Monk's uh, shrink. And then, like, mysteriously, when we're binging it, we're like, oh, he's gone. And then I Googled it, and then I learned all about him because he passed away. They had somebody else fill in for him. I'm like, dude, this guy's in this movie? He went on to be in, like, a ton of things. If you look at his eye, he'd be, like, a 130 credits, like, in a ton of stuff. Listen, if Christopher uh, Lee could be in this movie, I mean, who was a big Oh, no, actor, I know that, yeah. You know, I mean, anybody really could. And the fact that the, – so the whole thing with Christopher Lee, like, I don't know, just – I, w- I want him to have a lair. I want an eyeball in the middle of the forehead. And I want like an evil lair. Not like the- I-, I hated the fact that he took over a federal penitentiary and nobody knew that the other guy, like he wasn't that guy. This is, this is not James Bond. You're looking for like the James Bond villain. You know, this is, this is Captain America. They didn't check that box on the movie. <laughs> not quite Bond. But yeah, they definitely just went to some small town. They're like, uh, we have a AT&T office building. That's the federal government. There's a prison. I guess we can use that. Yeah. And there's a vet's office. All right, perfect. Got all, everything. Well, was it really a vet's office, though? Because <laughs> that guy was clearly not a vet. So. Oh. <laughs> that was the that was unreal. But one thing, maybe you guys can uh maybe it's something I miss. So Miguel, they were talking about performing the experiments on, on animals, like talking about the whole exposition in the movie. But then he said he looked at the I think he was talking to uh, Kramer and he said he said 250 people's lives depend on this because they were trying to speed up everything that's going on. So then I'm trying to think. I don't want to spoil it if you guys think it's like what the end of the movie sort of is, but who are the 250 people? I really thought it was going to be one of those movies that it's like he has. 250 people that he knows that need their lives saved or like released from prison, which they do in like a ton of movies. But did you remember that? Like, what was that? Is he what talking about movie? when they're the Belleville? Is he talking I about? I don't know why he would. Cause why would he give a shit about those people? I, I don't know. Does he have a soft side? Everybody has a soft side. I don't want him to have a soft. I want it. Dude, <laughs> give me an eyeball in the middle of the forehead. I don't want a soft side. I want to be tough. He's tough. Dude, then we'll get to a scene later in the movie that he just like, again, two times he like flips on a dime in like seconds. And it's like, whoa, dude, <laughs> this just got pretty intense. <laughs> but how does this, again, I know it's all for the money, but I just wish it was something like better. And then the fact that he's in Oregon and they really don't say it, right? You just see the Oregon flag and then yeah. later in the movie, find out it, yeah. Portland. 
But I don't know. It just and then Miguel says, "Hey, let's convince them by s- sending a small sample to the president." So they send it to Jimmy Carter, right? So uh, yeah. So how does that work? Like, how do you send something to the president? You're like, you know, like jungle cat, right? <laughs> they send him a jungle cat. Like they just have jungle cat lying around. Like, all right, let's not put this, you know, in like a regular cat. Let's give him a full size jungle cat. <laughs> I didn't I didn't like the animals in cages because we know how animals were treated, like probably still in some senses today in movies, but when they were in the cages in the one point the guy gets all pissed off and he slams his hand on the side of it. I'm like, oh come on, man. Like Yeah, but not all animals are treated bad. I mean the cat knew how to pose for a picture. Oof. <laughs> that cat wanted it. <laughs> and we'll get to the cat Such in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! So so then we then we get Steve Rogers. So this is this is like man, this is like the best. So when Steve Rogers is doing the recon at the warehouse, it oh, says oh. Portland Harbor International. The I I can't lie. I was so excited again to see the van again. I think it was the same footage <laughs> when he when he flies out. I love that. Just everybody, all the construction workers just fall. There's like four or five guys that just like fall over and, said, and they don't get up. It's like, like they are knocked out. And, like, and, did you out. notice the scene when he's lifting the, the boxes? Right, you know he's, he's using a super strength. They stay where they are. Oh, like, I know. They, they literally like there's a space between where he lifted it and it doesn't go back down once he pulled whatever he needed to pull out. <laughs> I'm sure they use the same noise from like Hulk. Yes. That's that's yeah. Like, you got it over here. Like uh, it's still on the shelf and you guys want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that really confused me. So these warehouse workers, did they just work at that warehouse? Or were they work for Miguel, right? I think they're on the take, man. Yeah, they know. So, so wouldn't you know? Again, I don't think these guys knew Captain America was because, like, wouldn't they think, like, "Hey, I'm on the totem pole. I know what happens to the henchmen. I'm just gonna get my." Because the one guy, Captain America, just throws him through the thing in the bottom, and then later, when he is like, right, isn't that when he punches it? And then the guy like come out, somehow like flies out. Yeah, but you know what? Again, we, we discuss this all the time where, you know, there's obviously a Captain America one. So he had to be on the news. So you'd really have to be living in a town that doesn't have TVs not to know who Captain America is. You know, so I doubt they didn't know who he was. Um, but again, I think everybody, you know, maybe maybe they feel like it's fake fake news when they see it on, on, on the TV. And he doesn't really have the strength that he says he does. Well, maybe nobody had... Was color TV? Yeah, color TV was the thing. This is nice so maybe, yeah, so black and white. Maybe a lot of people saw black and white, and they were like, hey, this guy's not a black and white suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just the, I don't know, just the fact that, again, these guys, and then their warehouse workers just, again, they don't expect, like, Captain America is probably the only person that is going to come, like, try to mess with them, right? But they're like ready with guns, like within seconds. The one guy that's like on top of the box is like has a machine gun. And I'm like, is this guy walking around with this? Oh, these are the henchmen. Of course they are. What henchman doesn't walk around with guns? Did you ever play Goldeneye? They just exist. They exist. 100% of bad guyness. But what if OSHA, what if an OSHA rep starts walking around, they catch him. They're like, hey, man, those aren't government regulated guns. You could fall. You could hurt yourself. And what what's in the, the is game. that heroin? That's heroin, right? 
No, that was it. Wasn't that the 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 what they're using for the drug for the for the? Oh, it was. It's yeah. the I think it's the it's the powder or whatever that's used for the you know that's how, that's why they were doing samples on it. Yeah, he's so excited when he looks at it. He has like a. That's why I thought it was heroin. But then I know they had to do something with him. I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's. Why would they ship it like that? What is what is Miguel thinking? This guy is supposed to be super smart. Somehow he tricked a whole prison of employees to think that he was the warden that like disappeared. Like he was the new warden that filled in and nobody. Yeah. Like, weren't they checking LinkedIn? And they like, yeah, the background check on him wasn't a good job. They didn't do a good job. What's your last <laughs> name? No last name. And why are bad guys always former generals? And where was he a general? In the United, they never said that. Was he from the United States and he just like went against everyone? Or well, I, I just think I just think they don't question it. So you get to say what you are. So yeah, I'm a general. I was a sergeant. Okay, you know, there's no there's no question. There's no background check. So you just yeah, say one, what you are. one thing I didn't check is because I didn't look. I didn't watch Captain America one. I might, but <laughs> I don't know if Miguel was in that one. But it's funny. The only time we find out that he's a general is the last freaking scene in the movie. <laughs> They're looking at each other and Captain America's like, general? And I'm like, are you kidding me? We're going to wait the entire end of the movie. And then I'm like, hey, if it was like some kind of story like Steve Rogers when he was in the military, there was his general, then there's like some kind of something, but it's like, this guy's just named Miguel, you know? Well, I, I, you know, since you did talk about the end, I just want to say that when we do see Christopher Lee at the end, he lo- he, he ends up looking like the Christopher Lee we know. Oh, white hair and it's like, (laughs) and how about we got to talk about Captain America's toss when he finds the drug and he just goes, (laughs) he's not even near her, he's nowhere near her, and it lands right in her car. And why is she there? Well, it was all part of the plan, I know that, but wouldn't they send somebody that's armed like with a gun or? Why does he have to do that? He's Captain America. He throws in the van, gets on the bike. No, we're gonna have Miss Hot stuff. Well, you know what? His suit doesn't have no weapons. His suit doesn't have any pockets. (laughs) That is true. The old lady was busy. He was gonna (laughs) risk the life of the old lady. But he had had bingo that day, so they're like, "Let's just send the next most vulnerable person in this movie to go sit in their convertible." Well, he 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 does have excellent aim because he also takes his bike and he throws it up up the wall and it lands perfectly. So he's very good at throwing. I love that. I've never seen a hovering motorcycle (laughs) hang on and and land softly and perfectly. Yeah, it it go it goes over the wall (laughs) then back onto the wall. I mean. It must have Bluetooth or something. <laughs> yeah. He had Perfect. some technology in there that we weren't even ready for yet. Well, he is Captain America. He is Captain America. I mean, he's got a he's got a flying uh, shield. You don't think he can have Bluetooth back then? It's a very wobbly flying shield. But uh, it's a flying yeah. shield regardless. You don't have one. So I know. I, you know, I, again, you know, they obviously have high tech technology and the budget for three million. You didn't tell me, even if you colored it the shield it would have looked better <laughs> the fact that it was clear makes it so much worse you couldn't double as a windshield if it was colored <laughs> you know, so it just it looks it just looks so plastic like seriously like the, the clearness is what ru- ruins it i think yeah it was always metal i don't know why they would do yeah yeah so so one thing that again i'm not a scientist but when they test the drugs in the neck again for the rest of the movie it's really like you see the scientists you see doctor forget her name oh dr wendy day and the other guy uh dr Simon. mills 
He was Simon, right? The Simon, was- yeah. So you see them for like a few minutes every so often throughout the movie. But when they're testing the drugs, they're like, oh, it's exactly it. And all it is is like, it looks like finger paints. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I'm like, how can you look at this? Like, oh, that's what it was. Roy G. Biv up and down and it matches. And I'm like, what the? There was absolutely no creativity in that at all. Or they either, or maybe they ran out of like the real blueprints. So they had the kid who was on, you know, a set go, listen, we need something real quick. So- Dude, I could have settled for this. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're the same. Show, show an amoeba or something. I mean, you know, like a shape like that. I mean, yeah. Finger. Give paint. me some mitochondria. <laughs> now is your eighth grade physical Rib- science. Riboflavin. Bro, ri- ri- wait, is it riboflavin? Yeah. Isn't it riboflavin? Chlorophyll, borophyll, you know. Oh. It's a dune buggy. <laughs> dune buggy. Yeah. The dune buggy runs, runs up. <laughs> <laughs> So we got to talk about, again, Steve Rogers, Captain America. He's, you know, we talked about all the technology ads. But in this next scene, isn't he pretty stupid? Like, why is he following these guys? And they know that he's following him in the van. They even said, like, so, right? Didn't they even write something stupid? Uh, yeah, they said you're being followed. But why is he so far away? Like, he's closer. And then we get to that next shot, and he's, like, really far away. And I'm like... He knows they have it. Why would he? And again, a van that stands out. Like, you know, like, I mean, so like, he's definitely not good at that part of the job. Yeah. And wouldn't they say, hey, this van was at the warehouse today. Right. Smoke flew out of it and a guy flew out of it, like in a motorcycle. Yeah. That van was at the warehouse seen by tons of people. So let's keep riding, driving it around as non Captain America. It had like graphics on it. It wasn't even like a muted van, like a seagull in the sunset. It has something on it that no other van's going to have. So it's going to be very easy to pick out. I think Steve Rogers should have been like in a band, like a folk band, like instead of being a painter. Cause yeah, like the seagull on the side of it. I love that. I absolutely love everything about that van. You can see it right here. There's like a rainbow that goes to the window. Well, that looks, I thought it was a cell phone. looks like a cell phone. It does. Oh, he already had a cell phone. See? Look at the technology, man. <laughs> so one thing that's mind blowing about this whole movie is when they're so when they're driving, and they throw the bag out, and he's not close enough. So then the so th- her name was never said in this movie. Yolanda, the girl that was in the jeep that was like, oh, he's already, yeah, yeah. that was freaking Lana Wood. That was Natalie Wood's sister. It was. Yeah, David told me in the interview. He's like, he's like, I'm sure there's somebody else, but he's like. Really, it's very rare that people worked with both Natalie and and so and her who, sister. Okay, so like, who is she? Like, what's her job? Like, I mean, like, I mean, it's obviously pretty important and, and probably pretty dangerous. So they pretty. Well, okay, well, pretty important, pretty dangerous, and pretty. I get it, but like, like she's running the show over there. I don't know. She was like a spotter, and yeah. then the only thing I could think of the whole time again. I love this movie. This movie rocks, but I'm like. Man, eight years before this, she's in Diamonds Are Forever with Sean Connery, and then this, and then I'm like, upgrade, you know. But the fact they never say Yolanda, because I was like, and then I had to like pause the movie and like do a side by side. I'm like, oh, that's her. But the fact that that they were able to easily get that garbage bag full of the of the drugs, and then Steve Rogers just drove right past, right into Bellevue. 
He was just oh, play, to- the, the placement of these bags is very easy. Obviously, Steve Rogers is able to throw it in one car. The, the the bad guys could throw it in their car. Like, you know, like it's very easy to do. So, Toby, this is this is the scene, man. So the fact that he gets this town at night, it is nighttime. So maybe, wait, I don't know. Can he fit a motorcycle and a bed in there? Maybe it's like a Murphy bed because he's there in the morning and he's painting with a cat. At 1.30 a.m. he showed up. He was on the logs, man. They logged the van in at 1.30 with Miss Hotspotter. Yes. Well, maybe he doesn't have to sleep. Oh, well, does he, he, does he, he seem, sleep? He does seem like a ladies' man too. So maybe, maybe he he had a hook up the night before. You know, I mean, he, he was pretty he was pretty forward with the other woman. So you know, I'm gonna yeah. say something that's a little controversial, but he seemed more interested in Pete. <laughs> Not like that, that, like he was gonna scene, do- listen. That scene was a little weird because was, I mean, that yeah. was a little awkward. Two times she Helen yeah. seemed into him, and he yeah. was just like, "I'm gonna go help the boy with the drawers." And he and he's picking the kid up. He's like, you know, he just he barely knows a kid. Like it, that was ripped off, and he's got like man cleavage. And he's <laughs> talking like Terry Crews, and he's like, "Let me go help the boy with the drawers." <laughs> <laughs> or even the first time. So we'll get into it in a second. But so when he's painting the cat which is amazing. And the henchman in this movie, like, like Toby's rocking out over here, looks just like him. If you're not watching this, you're listening. He's wearing the denim. He's wearing the almost like, Bam, it looks like Bam Bam Bigelow's like tattoo on his head, but in a handkerchief. And he has the baseball bat. But that whole, those henchmen that came up reminding me like of 80s WWF wrestling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah, it was like Legion of Doom. They're coming up. And just like that line, like, let's check this turkey out. <laughs> I just sold at that point. I was just like, all right, you know, this is this movie's me. I'm feeling this one. But I, I mean, but yeah, but back to the cat for a second. So we're, we're assuming this is an indoor cat who's just sitting there posing. I don't know what cat's going to sit there while you paint a picture of it without running after something else or like it literally the cat looked like it was posing. It was like paint me like one of your French girls. And it was just yeah, like, he, he was like George Costanza on the you know on the couch. He was just like lounging out, like you know, just bizarre. Whose cat was I like that? I like his? He was carrying it around. It was from the hookup the night before, man. His cat like, <laughs> napped him up, some poor Bellevue local, <laughs> the boarding house. I love He's how like, I always take know, a souvenir, and she wasn't wearing any underwear, so I took her cat. <laughs> Double entendre. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, just that whole part of it. And then they're trying to bully again. They know, obviously, hey, this guy's a stranger, this town, nobody really comes to it. They kept getting everybody to go to, what was it? Green? What was the name of the town? Greenwood or yeah. Green? They're like, yeah, you should go to Greenwood. That place is a lot better. But they're like bullying this guy that's just painting, sort of minding his own business. And he's, just- also, he's also a pretty big guy. And you know, like the hench and the henchmen aren't weren't that big, so it was kind of ballsy on them to like approach this guy, like and kind of like bullying him, bully him, you know. I mean, and their big bully movies like paint is a draw on his painting. 
And they couldn't even go with the classic like whiskers on a painting because it was already cat. <laughs> so they had to go with glasses. Like I was like conflicted. He's like, do I do glasses? Do I do a pirate eye patch? Do I like blacken a tooth? Like I was just turn off his game. It took him like 35 seconds to finally just put some glasses on us. <laughs> I would have loved that scene if it was like a deleted scene, like them talking in the van before they get out. Like he, he says, let's check this turkey out. And he's like, so when I go over there, maybe when they're walking over, it's like, when I go over there, I don't know. What, it looks like you might be drawing that cat. So, but I'm going to have a backup plan. I'm going to draw this, that. And then he's like, oh crap, it is a cat. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> oh, whiskers. It's got whiskers. <laughs> But I did like that. I didn't really enjoy that. And when he did that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But then the line after that, when he's just like, maybe, maybe, what, wow, shit. What, uh, damn it. What the hell did he say? When he said about the cat, he was like, maybe you'll get some good vision or see your future. Okay. Damn it. I forget. There he now. said something. And do you remember it? He said, there now, he can see. Yes. <laughs> And then Steve Rogers says, okay, suddenly I have 20-20 vision and I think I should get out of here. And I'm like, all right, I like it. Were they assuming the cat was blind? (laughs) No blindness in cats? It's an issue. (laughs) But did he, he took the cat with him when he left? He did. No, because he goes to the vet with him. He takes him to the the fake vet. Oh, okay. But I don't know where the cat, where does the cat go? There's one point that the cat disappears. Oh, he hangs out in a van. (laughs) Turns into a dog. Listen, he's not the only one in that van. I mean, let's be honest. Well, so there's a Murphy bed, there's a cat, <laughs> there's a motorcycle, there's we'll find out later. There's a little dog in there. I don't know if the dog's in it the whole time, but just the fact so so let's talk about when he goes to the vet. Like you when he pulls up and then he right away approaches, he talks to Helen first, and then then the, the kid, and then within seconds, the kid which again, stranger danger. He divulges his information about like, are you here to check out the trails? <laughs> the secluded area where it would only be <laughs> me and you. And then the like, fake- trail, like trail rides are like the devil. The mom's like, he can't be doing those those evil trail rides, taking away from his chores. Yeah, he can't do that, but he can hang out with a stranger. Yeah. Strange yeah. guy, a strange man. But not even the fact that he mentioned that right then. He they went in, they came right back out, and then he said, Hey kid, he I don't think he didn't even know his name was Pete yet. He's like, Hey kid, you want to show me the trails? I'm like, wait, not even right away, which is creepy enough, but he like was thinking about it. Like, if you're the mom, you're like, Oh my god, this guy was like really thinking about like how he was gonna approach this. <laughs> but thankfully, she was a decent mom then. Then, then. <laughs> yeah, but she changed her attitude pretty soon because pretty quickly because he went right back out there and was picking him up over the fence so he's <laughs> so, like paying the corners of society he's <laughs> like if you're 80 or eight i'll hang out with you anywhere's <laughs> in between that like not really my wheelhouse yeah you know what that, that's, sure that's a sign of a creeper he ha- his only friends are like 80 year olds and eight year olds <laughs> <laughs> something happened to him well maybe maybe just being captain america maybe Maybe those 80 year olds were eight. And again, they took oh, wow. the, the and they took the so I mean this guy's got a real problem. He does. Time continuum is so crazy. <laughs> so so I love when he goes into the vet and I don't know, somehow he knows that 
like I wonder if he does this to every vet that he's ever been to because he just like has him. Oh yeah. He's walking really funny. Then he might have a broken leg and it's like, all right, this cat seems pretty normal right now. It's not remember the cat's name. But remember the cat's name, by the way. Oh no. Heathcliff. Oh yeah. Now I do. (laughs) (laughs) But just the fact that he says, what was it? Colopica. Yeah. I, I had no clue what he was saying. And the guy's like, he just like looks at him and he goes, oh, I just think it's a sprain. I think you'll be fine. And then he's like, you know what? I'll just take him. And I love, it almost reminded me of that Seinfeld bit. Like when the doctors are like, holy shit, what is that? And they go in the textbook. But the fact that he looks at it right away and then he's like, beetle. Listen, that was a great move. It, no, it was. It was a great move. But at first I'm just like. Does he do this to every vet or did he have some <laughs> suspicion? Did he know something like by walking in there that, hey, this isn't right? He's Captain America. He knows all this stuff. He's Captain America. Well, there was like 50 people outside of vet's office. Like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not an animal person, <laughs> but uh, kind of suspect. Like, they're either like, you know, giving out, you know, some anti <laughs> and some antidote for aging or like free ketamine or something like that. <laughs> Why you know, that many people? Yeah, you, you know, I didn't think about that until you just said that. So that's what it was because we find out later. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, were any of them holding animals? <laughs> so maybe that's how he figured it out. <laughs> He's got a line of people at the vet, not one animal in hand. <laughs> that is really funny. No animals. That was a giveaway. Why didn't they just give someone like, like rotate the same, like few puppies. So like if anybody drives fast, they're like, Hey, you know what? At least they're holding something. But yeah, now thinking back, like later in the movie, it's like, Oh, that's why they were in line. And this is like right after Miguel asked for the billion dollars, they're like a billion dollars. Oh my God. And then doesn't he raise it to 2 billion (laughs) (laughs) within like, that's one of his flips that he does. Because they don't want to give in right away. And he's yeah. like, okay, make it $2 billion. Yeah, he didn't waste any time. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, did he really think $2 billion was going to be easier than, you know, as as easy it was, was $1 billion? Like, it was ridiculous. And again, you're talking about 1979. How much is a billion dollars in 1979? It's got to be, like, massive. I don't think the U.S. had that <laughs> <laughs> They're like, just give them, give them Hawaii and Alaska. Like, That's a lot of peanuts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy was wasn't Jimmy Carter a peanut farmer? Yeah, he was. And he was president ah. during the making. Huh? Ah, I mean, great if Jimmy Carter was in this movie. Quick cameo. <laughs> Why is there a line in my office? <laughs> oh God! So the next scene is amazing too, and uh, Toby's got his bat. Uh, this whole part when he's just walking and like, I thought we said to get out of town. I thought we told you to go to Greenwood. And they're like, hey, stop it. And they like keep pushing him and he's like, stop it. And then he goes, strike three and you're out. <laughs> he just like throws the people around. And that's what I loved about Helen. She was ready to go like fight with these people. I love the old guy that was with Helen. He was like, what are you going to do? And she was ready to throw down. Wait, was, the, was the only weapon they had were bats? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't they have guns in this town? Wouldn't they? You th- you would think. Miguel's got like the one gun like underneath his desk where like his whole crew is just running around with dogs and bats. 
maybe the warehouse guys were like, Oh shit, we're gonna sh- we're shipping Bellevue guns. We'll keep the guns, we'll send them the bat. Yeah, but they're in the country. You can't you can't grab an axe. I'm sure someone has an axe, like you know, something more than just just bats. How about the fact that like they, they walk with them for like 200 yards before he gets close to his game and stuff? Then he just decides to like rip some poor person's is it was it her deck? He decides to like rip her deck off of the house. Okay, we gotta talk about that part. So yes, he, he rips it rips the deck, but if you notice it's almost touching the ground when it's hanging there. Yeah. Yet they all tumble and get knocked out. <laughs> like they all tumble off that deck. It's literally like maybe a foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the old man's just sitting there, like world star. Like, fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Great. Like, it's like, so, so they don't know he's cap. He, they don't know he's Captain America. Yet he's throwing people around and ripping decks off. You know, like, how do they not, like, you know, they think he's just super strong? Or they should have got, like, the one gun in, in town. One of those yeah. guys has to have a gun. Wouldn't they be like, all right, this guy's kind of serious. Let's take care of him. But one thing I would have loved if he would, they were, like, walking with him, you know, for those 200 yards, like, really close. He's like, hey, guys, I really want to fight you. But I got to put on my fighting shoes or my van. <laughs> he goes in the van, and you hear the zoom. <laughs> It's like the weirdest sound effect. It's just like it's for dramatic effect. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also when they pull the, the the porch down, it reminded me of like like a, a like a like a haunted house or like a Disney World ride where like it's something like drops and then slowly goes back <laughs> up. Like it was it was so attached to like a lever or something that it just looks so ridiculous. <laughs> Defy the laws of gravity, much like the throwing of the bike. Oh man. <laughs> and then this is where he has that ripped shirt and Helen's like, mommy, like you come back to my house. Cause again, she was like, get away from, again, she has a secret, which we'll talk about kind of sort of talked about a little bit, but she was like, come back to my house. And then again, it's about a stranger that just, even though he wasn't in the fault, cause he was just protecting himself. But he did just beat the shit out of like a ton of guys, like the toughest dudes in town, the town of 17 people, because that's all you really see. And he destroyed half of them. Well, it's a second batch, too, that he's destroyed. You got the warehouse guys and them. Well, the warehouse guys aren't in Bellevue. I think they're actually in Portland. That was in Portland. Yeah. Oh, another set of tough guys. Just walking (laughs) through town, right? His shirt's ripped off, you know? She's just keeping her cool, like, all right, like, let's get him back to my house ASAP. Long, <laughs> long cold nights. <laughs> and then she goes, and then they're just talking, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go hang out with Pete. Let me go help him with his chores. Again, she does how, – how long has she really known him? About seven minutes. And, and you're gonna, he's going to hang out with my son. Like, I mean, really? Like, that's just weird. Where's Pete's dad? He's dead, isn't he? Oh, they said that. <laughs> oh, that remember because she goes. It used to be his shirt. With the shirt he had was the dad. She goes. It was large on him. Maybe it'll fit you. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Like I think you're a hunk because I saw your your, your pecs here. Well, where my where my dead husband's shirt, shirt right in front of her? I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Do you mind if I call you Frank?" And you can wear this hat. <laughs> That's just, oh, I didn't know that was, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird. And that again, is, it, she's only known for six minutes. 
Yeah, wouldn't you want to give that to somebody that might be like special in your life? Be like, here's my dead husband, unless he was a scumbag. And she's like, here. It'd been great if her husband was her ex was one of the guys he beat up. Now that would have been good. It could have been. Could have been. And then we find out that in the town that his uh so Pete finds a dead sheep and it's really old and it's his sheep whitey. That no, well, no, it wasn't what it it wasn't was it dead right away? Uh it was pretty much dead. It was super old. It was, I, I, yeah, because yeah, it was no, he was missing at first. Wasn't he missing at first? Well, no, they said he was missing, but it looked like right. him. But really, in actuality, the kid who would really, you know, in their minds wrap around that their two week old sheep is 15 now. But okay, so did they take the sheep to test on? Like, how did, how did the sheep get the like if, if they did test on them, why are they letting him out? Why are they not keeping it at the lab? And if they didn't test on him, how did he get the how did he get the poison? Whatever. And they sprayed the whole town, and she said that the sheep was missing that day. They yeah. The, the vaccine. Uh, so the sheep's not getting the goods. I got you. So yeah, so yeah, the whole town. So it's something that comes up soon, anyway. So a whole town is getting they're starting to age and they're like keeping them fine by giving them the antidote. Like I think she says, like every few days. Just pretty frightening. Like, very. Oh, well, it, it gets creepy later on, also, when they're trying to find test the formula on the twins. And <laughs> it was so was weird. Wild. And then, and then again, how traumatic is that going to be now that your twin is seven months older than you and then a year older? Like, that's like weird. And, and the rest of your life, you're going to be living like that. Like, why are they testing it like that on twins? Yeah, that doctor is way too excited. Like yeah, some like strong Nazi vibes to him. That I didn't like. <laughs> it was, was give me the heebie-jeebies when he's like, "Yeah, we got twins." <laughs> yeah, he was really, and then the fact that she's testing it on the like the presidential airplane, like Air Force One, she's on the plane. Like she's like, "Yeah." No, you know, okay, so that and why that would part, she do it? What's her benefit? It's not like she took. The, well, right? they didn't have enough time. They had to find. They said they didn't no. Have I know, but time. it's not, how would she know if it works? She was only taking the antidote. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how about the fact that you had the two men there and she volunteers and neither one said, no, 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 don't do it. I'll do it. No, no, they're, they're like, they're like you're gonna, go ahead. You go. Like, they, they didn't even try to step in there. They didn't try. Like, they totally let her do it. They were smart. <laughs> they're like the guy in Jack Frost, too. And he's like, oh, I wasn't going to go. <laughs> but. So then, so Miguel wants Steve out of town. He wants Steve Rogers done. So then, I don't even know where they're driving to, but they get into her truck. They're driving. Cops pull them over. They throw them into the jail, which this town obviously is so corrupt, but they oh. get thrown into the jail cell and the cop gets like almost tossed around. And this is the first time we see uh, Stater, I think his name is. This other henchman that we don't even see until this part of the movie, he takes over. So I guess he's like the second in command to uh, <laughs> to uh, to Miguel. But he, they just walk right into the jail. So they're like, we're going to kick his ass right now. And somehow he easily gets he rips the bars open. There's no way he's squeezing through those bars. Oh, I know. <laughs> OK, he's a massive guy and the bars are like. Like this, it's a small window. It wasn't even like a big window. It was a small window. There's no way he's squeezing through there. He's got a barrel chest on him. <laughs> no, you couldn't even fit a you know, little PD. I, I thought like he was faking it. Like he was like, you know, like he oh, 
pretending like he left. It was like hiding in a room somewhere because there's no way he's fitting through that. There. Do you think but they didn't have the budget to like, destroy oh, the wall? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the budget for the wall or something. They couldn't destroy it. So they couldn't patch it together. They didn't have the dough to patch See, it. I think it would have been funny if you had the outline of him breaking through the wall and all you see is the outline, <laughs> <laughs> the outline of him in the wall. <laughs> But even they say they're like, oh, look, Captain America busted him out. <laughs> yeah. At that point, they still can't put two and two together. But where was the van? Like, how did he get to the van to get the motorcycle from? the? Oh, house? yeah. Just like soup, like ran through town. Like, choo, choo, choo. Oh, he, is, dude, he is super fast. Oh, no, dude, guys, the cat, the cat drove <laughs> the van and picked him up. <laughs> uh. But it's just so crazy because all we see is he the bars, and then we hear and then you know the the same cut of him uh flying through the smoke, the same thing that we saw over and over again. Oh my god, and then this this scene is just something. This is like another this is one of including the intro, like one of three things that just went way too long. This chase scene was just like oh ridiculous <laughs> and what were they gonna do so think about this so they had four vans one side and we see lana wood yolanda she's like we're coming around the other side so they were gonna kill each other in order to kill him like because they were gonna essentially just crap right well they they thought because they said he said he's gonna he's gonna jump over she i think she thought they were gonna jump over them so they were just kind of making like a you know, I guess it's long enough that they can't he can't get over, but he goes into the dam. Yeah. Like, well, like, like, oh, then it makes, that kind of seemed like a weird escape. Yeah, and I thought he was gonna fly because when I yeah. saw the trailer, I'm like, yeah. this guy can fly, but yeah. it, not at this point. So he just had a hang glider just like <laughs> saved in there. He's like, no, let me just like kill like come this close to dying, just get ragdolled down this like huge dam as these guys are shooting at me. I'll use the hang glider later. But how did he get the the bike out of the water? Because it wasn't it missing. Yeah, no. How do you get the <laughs> bike out? Maybe he has a second bike next to the Murphy bed, next to the cat. But how? Wait. So he's a super super strong. He can throw a bike and it can land. He can jump up, all this stuff. But he can't swim. The 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 stunt man in that scene looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> he was like. Well, maybe the shield's heavy. <laughs> Why didn't he float on the sea? See, that would have been something. See? Sitting on the shield and like, like, like a sled. Wait, so sl- sitting on like a sled? Like he's sitting on like on a, like a tube? Yes. yes. Oh, that would have been really cool. If he, he jumps off. The, oh, my God. We could have made this movie so much better. He's he standing jumps, on like a, like a surfboard. Yeah, he jumps yeah. off the bike and then surfs down like a skimboard. And yeah. <laughs> Like Christmas vacation, he just like takes off. Yeah, like, oh, considering how flimsy that thing is, it probably would have shattered on the first rocket hit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then we see the cub uh, from earlier. So it is raging; uh, it's aging. So we know that everything's obviously that the aging is working, which we saw already with the with the sheep, but. <laughs> God, the fact that the lion, it's in such a small cage. I just don't like that. And the fact that the actors are right next to that. I'm like, and it's and the, and the lion seemed kind of tame. It's a wild lion. Well, it's probably so doped up. It didn't even know. It probably was like, I'm it's a probably lion. hanging out with the other cat. 
Everybody's sucking off the back of that van. <laughs> <laughs> so they so they want to call Miguel on his bluff. And then the next thing that he says is uh, to proceed with the plan because he's pissed off. So then the sky right, he talks about he's going to take like a major city out. And then the Skyrider writes, smile. And I love the one guy just on the street, like kind of being super like creepy, like hitting on this girl. And then boom, it's Portland. And then I was like, major city. Like I lived in Portland and that's like kind of a burn to them, but it's not really, if if it was like Portland, they'd be like Portland. What Des Moines was busy. How, how much of that stuff that floating in the air would actually have to be dropped for everybody to be affected by it. And to be that accurate that the girl's like, Oh, it smells so good. I mean, wouldn't it like hit buildings and stuff that it wouldn't even go get down to people. Like same thing, same thing with the antidote at the end when they're floating. Like it's, I I was thinking like how much of that has to really go down to make sure everybody's affected by it. Like when you like gather everybody around and like, you know, just like, you know, do it at a stadium or something where people watching a game or something. No, they're just doing it anywhere. They just hit him with the Febreze. They just like, <laughs> bring it with Febreze, and they're like, let's see what it hits. God, isn't that the worst when you spray Febreze in the air? And then you have to, they're like, why did I just do that? But isn't it, why didn't they use the same strategy at the end? Because at the end, they did the, the loop-de-loop circles. But when Miguel introduced, he wrote smile. So would that be the same effect? The way it would dissipate? I don't know. But just that whole part was, ah. Uh, yeah. And then here's a super, oh my God, how friggin' boring was the scene? And this is a, like another one of those, like even in the worst movies that we've seen, uh, there's always a really funny line that's written perfectly. So I'm writing, while I'm writing like, oh my God, what a boring scene. All these scientists using big words, like blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on? And I love the guy that worked for the president. And he goes, but what does this all mean? I'm like, this guy's the audience. Like, he gets it. Because I'm like, why the hell did they have to write these, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, what I, that's what I mean. Like, you know, watching it, like, they 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 wanted very, a lot of detail that didn't need to be done in this movie. You know, like, the way they, they talked. You know, because it, it became confusing at some points. They had to fill in the time, you know? They had to get to... Hour twenty seven. They definitely had to fill in the time. That's why there was a ten minute hang gliding scene. <laughs> sure. I wonder if you cut those down to like the average kind of normal movie, like montage parts. Because man, the, the one is really. I didn't clock it, but it was like four minutes. I think it was a long. And I kept saying, like, I can't believe how long this is going. And as it must have been filler. Like they must have ran out of script. And they were like, you know what? We just got to, you know, prolong this. Because it was like a it was like a scenic view, the whole like all scene. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we paid money for a goddamn the, the <laughs> helicopter for this footage. We're gonna use it. And so we kind of covered a couple of these. Uh, but one thing we had a we have to mention when they talked about the, the identical twins. Oh like if one of these kids is like known in history books as like the first person to take the antidote, which really it's not because the people in Bellevue were taking it, but the, the who wrote the kid's name was Millicent. <laughs> well the names of this movie are kind of weird you know i mean so but yeah i mean yeah i mean but again back to the twins i mean like you're tw- twins are like like a special kind of breed of people you know they have that bond they're like so close now you're gonna screw with their their bondness by making one older than the other like 
Why do you need to test that on a twin? You would see the results on any person. You know, <laughs> if they don't age, they don't age. Like you don't have to compare it. Maybe they thought it'd be funny. Doubleman <laughs> <laughs> twins, man. You know, they could have been, they could have, you know, oh, they could add the job, but they got, they couldn't do it because they didn't look the same because one was older. See? One had like a little gray coming in. They're like, we got to fire. You got to go with the girls. <laughs> Well, and, and think about it. So they're taking a gamble because they don't know if it's going to work. So if it didn't work, this one twin is basically going to lose their, their the other twin. You know, it's going to be 15 years older than them. <laughs> like they were like, they didn't, they didn't think about the life that these two twins are going to have the rest of their life. The government doesn't care about you. Mm-hmm. Which, which some people, some people say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So again, we talk about this a bunch of times. There's like no one in this town. And what is, why does, why does Steve have to get involved? Like, wouldn't he just let other people do it? Why does he think that he can walk around with a hat? He puts on and, and like, blend in and, and bl- just, just a hat a, and a cowboy hat, like a big cowboy hat. Like that's going to disguise him. Yeah, the, the girl's like, wait, hold on. You need the hat. Like that's gonna <laughs> Everybody knows good. who you are, so you got to disguise yourself. Okay. So he puts like the biggest hat on. The guy's a hulking figure. He's going to throw a hat on. No one's going to know, know who he is now. Yeah, you beat the, the crap out of guys the again. They're like. <laughs> make a difference. Oh, excuse me. I thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Steve Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> So we got Steve Rogers, Miguel. We got this guy, Steve Rogers, Captain America, and this other guy that looks like Steve Rogers, but he's wearing a hat. So we got three guys we have to worry about in this town. <laughs> God damn. That just made, and then the whole thing about like, it was smart, obviously. Again, Steve Rogers is a smart guy, like checking the odometer to try to find out where the, but the thing that, like, why did that vet, who's not really a vet, why did he have to go back and forth? Wouldn't that be like really dumb? Yeah. Especially knowing that this guy's hanging around. Why wouldn't they just say, Hey, you know what? Hang at the vet office, pretend to do to know animals or something for a little while while we get this guy, Steve Rogers office down. Cause the next day they find out where he is. Yeah. But the, the you know, it, it sounded like a good plan, but if he didn't find that new tar melted tar on the tires, how is that really going to help though? You know, so if you know, it's 25 miles. Yes. You know, th- there's roads all over the place. Like, I mean, it, it still could be anywhere. Like well, I mean, it was, it was the weed. They uh, found a weed and she knew exactly what region of Oregon that it was on. And again, it wasn't 25 miles. It wasn't 20. They had to use like, I think it was 42 miles or 40. It was a weird number, like 46 or something. I'm just like, and, and how often are new, newly paved roads allowed to be driven on that it's going to stick to your car? Well, we keep going back to the idea of collateral damage. They just like mom and Steve Rogers, like, <laughs> hey, Petey, just go cuddle up to that known <laughs> criminal, that, you know, that vet, that fake vet that's, you know, shooting us up every four days and is part of this, you know, Miguel plan and just go get real close to him. Yeah, how weird was that? Like, like that was bizarre. And you, so again, you, this guy's obviously a criminal and you're going to sacrifice your kid. What if, what if, you know, he, the, the vet caught on and now, you know, he's going to take off with the kid. Well, her parenting skills, we've seen already. Let's <laughs> some stranger wear her dead husband's shirt, go play with their kid, lift them up within like minutes. And, and they and go then, in a van with another strange man. 
Yes. See, if exactly. there's farmers only back then, I don't think she would have had that problem. I think she was just a little desperate for a partner, you know? Or maybe she's the real villain. Ooh. Ooh deep dive. <laughs> maybe she just wanted, you know, the kid out of the way. She's like, we can't bone with Petey around. <laughs> That's, you know what? That is true. But that was weird. And the kid, what did the kid ask about? He asked about something weird. And the guy's like, yeah, sure. I'd be happy to help you. Like, wouldn't this, no, he wouldn't said, he uh, think it's weird. He, he wanted him to, what was it? Um, horses. Oh, something about one of their horses. Oh, no. They help birth the horse. Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> which is a kind of a weird thing to ask anyway. <laughs> now, when he says that, does he mean like help make the horse pregnant? <laughs> Animal husbandry? <laughs> the same. I mean, you know, because he's not a real vet. So, you know. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know what? I'll take a look. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'll take a look. <laughs> and then we get Stephen Helen with a real, like, awkward kiss. Again, I know this is like a CBS TV movie because this is like hopefully fueling like a series. I was like, I thought something was going to. I really thought something was going to happen. And then within seconds, it, it cuts to Steve in his van. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing you know, but, but was she in the van too what was she in the van next to the cat next to the dog <laughs> next to the two motorcycles uh the, the van is very deceiving it's pretty deep did he have a new cat did he have a new <laughs> memento see from see with a with a lady well the shirt she had the, her dead husband shirt <laughs> there's no better souvenir than that i guess dude that was like the most awkward kiss though that was like a high school <laughs> play kiss it was like all right, we're going to do this now. We're going to do this now. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, he is Captain America, but he is very awkward. Like, I, I, I'm i going to guess he probably never had a girlfriend any, anyway. You mean in real life or as Steve? He Robert? hangs out with 80-year-olds. So where is he find, Where where is he dating? It's like fine wine, baby. <laughs> we don't kink shame on, on the sequels only podcast. No. <laughs> Listen, but I, you know what? I, I'm just guessing that he just seems a little awkward. Oh my god! Yeah, there is a long embrace, like when he like, like tells her, like you know, go cash your check, like he like touches the lady, <laughs> like, way too long. You're like, oh. But he also like he he started getting aggressive with her, wanting no more information, and then he got then 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 he then he then he turned like within like a minute, he was like, oh, but don't, you know, like he was all calm, but he got aggressive with her. He got Just she liked it. Her old, her ex, her dead husband was an alcoholic, and he's abusive. So she was like, "Oh yeah." But about also, he heard that she likes bad boys. He does hit a lot of shit. Like, he's always like he like hit the truck. He like slammed a, he slammed like one of the cabinets. Like telltale signs of domestic abuse, if you tell me. And again, she barely knows him. So I mean, if if he's getting this violent this soon, you know, she might want to. And run. then yeah, this violent this soon. Hey, you want to go hang out, with my son? <laughs> So you ever have one of those jokes in your head you have to say to get it out? So the reason he likes the old woman, he can't get her pregnant. Uh, Yikes. That felt good to get that off my chest. <laughs> really. I felt like I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight if I didn't get that out there. So again, what he asked, obviously, to have his van to you know get the smoke, be able to fly out with the motorcycle. But again, wouldn't these guys have told Miguel Hey, he has his van. There's a seagull on it. There's like a rainbow, like all these things. Like, but he parks right outside of it. And then the fact that he's timing it, I didn't understand that at all. Cause his timer says, I guess it was 12 seconds. Again, yeah. another 
weird number, but 12 seconds is when the guy, but how about they use the same footage of the guy, the security guard? Cause the two cars came the first one. And he's like, yeah. And he like <laughs> waved his hand. And then the next one was the same exact shot for shot. Not even like he did it twice. It was the same exact footage. Yeah. And then Steve Rogers in the most, and he just makes it. And okay. So he, he, this is where he drives his motorcycle in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> like now that was the most narrow hallway ever. Like, wouldn't that slow you down? Like what, why wouldn't he do First of all, he's super fast. Why wouldn't he run yeah. there? No, I know. And like, he literally like, and then he gets back on the run to leave. Like the way it was like, almost, like it just seemed like an awkward way to, to do what he had to do. He just pulls like a, the slowest K turn ever. Yeah. Like, and, and not to mention, you're trying to be, you're trying to be quiet. Like you're, you're doing sneaky stuff. So let's take a loud motorcycle to go in the hallways of, you know, to areas where I'm not supposed to be instead of like, you know, being quiet and stealthy. And the fact that Miguel is like, Hey, get out of here, make sure. And and Miguel's big thing is like, you know what? Let's get, this made no sense. So he was giving the, the aging stuff to dogs. I guess, I guess they found it made the animals aggressive. Cause that made no sense. Cause the guy's yeah. like spraying it in their face. Yeah, it just made no sense. Yeah. He's like spraying him, and then again, when he's riding in the hallways, he gets to Miguel's office where he was, parks his bike. But it's where no one else was really in the, in the building, and the whole part, this whole scene, the most annoying music is looped over and over. Like the song is only like thirty seconds long, and just like going over and over. But I did. How amazing was with the dogs? When he was fighting those dogs, I was like, this actor, it looked like him. He must have been shitting his pants. <laughs> yeah, those were, those were like horses. And, and, and it really did not make any sense that there wasn't one henchman in that whole building. Now, well, one. Why wouldn't Miguel like sacrifice yeah. someone? Be like, hey, you go after him. But no, he just locks in time. Yeah, now. Yeah. If you think it doesn't make sense that he's riding a motorcycle in hallways, <laughs> does it make any sense at all that he rides, he's running down the stairs and uh, jumps and slides down the slides road. down the <laughs> Which, again, he's got super speed. <laughs> you know, he outran a dune buggy. He, he so he thinks the fastest way to, is a slide down. <laughs> he's got super speed. But he's got super pizzazz. Like he just has some. He has some showmanship. Like he's got some style. And he's got. Well, maybe he can't run fast on stairs. Like oh, maybe. I would love it if he popped a little jazz hand, spear fingers while he's going down. Like, woo! He was like a kid, like a teenager at the mall. He's like, he was. That's, that's so stupid. Don't do it, Captain America. I'm doing it. Woo! <laughs> I just don't understand that whole. You know, it would have been it would have been better if he threw the shield down, stood on the shield, and went on the railing and slid down that way. Like you know, that, that again, that looks a little bit cooler. No, he's sitting down, like sliding down. I would think that's slow. Oh, definitely slower. And then right from there is when he looks over after he gets to the bottom, and he looks. And so again, I don't remember when he parked his motorcycle outside because I thought it was inside. It was but inside. But the henchman moved it behind a big, ginormous box. Wait a second. Hold on. Whoa, whoa. So he rides the motorcycle in the hallway. Yeah. We see that. He has it in the rooms. He rides it out. 
why was he on the where was the motorcycle? Like again, how did I thought he left it just before he saw the the dogs? Missing scene. Something's missing. <laughs> there was definitely something because I was just like, wait, not only that, it's just like it was a perfect outside. hiding spot. It was a perfect hiding spot. But wouldn't they have destroyed it? Wouldn't that be the first thing they have guns? No, it looked like he hid it there. He knew exactly where it was. <laughs> when? <laughs> Maybe he's got a second one. <laughs> and then what was the point of riding in in the building in the first place? <laughs> well maybe they filmed the scene they filmed the scene twice they had him run in once and then they had him riding in it and by accident they added the two you know together by accident yeah that made no sense well the next scene so then he has to how about when he confuses the guys he grabs i guess it's those drugs again right he grabs like or it's a, a sack of flour because he grabs it <laughs> <and he laughs> <just loves. laughs> Uh, that was another one that was just absolutely, it just again made no sense to me at all. Like, why would, what does he get out of that? Like, yeah. And this is where he throws his bike up. Yeah. Dude, this, I, I, I found a gif of this and I like had to like stop myself from, from like sending it to you guys. Cause I was like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> perfect. Like, look how it slows down. It's like it's so, it's like it was like on a balloon. Like it slowed then, down. Wait, wait. So just again, well, let's describe it. So if somebody's not watching this on YouTube or, or we're doing this live on uh, Twitter right now, the the fact that when he throws this motorcycle up and it perfectly lands, why does he have to look left and right before he jumps? He goes like, you know what? I can't let anybody see this trick. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a stupid fun fact i guess so captain america obviously doesn't wear a helmet but the california where they filmed this movie they freaking made him wear a bike helmet for all these scenes oh that is ridiculous and this is this is the beauty so oh. now he uses the parachute hand glider thing perfect that's this, america this was the longest scene in the whole movie it and really we're going to watch it all right. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and it, you would think now that's a parachute um, hang glider. That's a motorcycle. It's pretty heavy. I'm not sure if it re- between him being probably 240 pounds and then the motorcycle, it's going to be pretty heavy for a parachute hang glider. It's Captain America, man. It's his government technology. And the budget mm. for this movie was for just these sons of the half a million dollars. We just, we just saw the budget right there. <laughs> that was every. That, that was, that was the mostly the budget. God. And then it's just so long over and over and over again. We see the same thing. And then the fact that we, then we see Miguel driving away in a station wagon. Come on. We don't get the eyeball in the middle of his forehead. We don't get like some real like good plot. He just wants people to age and get money. But his villainous, he drives away in like hell. It looked like Helen should have had that car as the mom. So Chris really like beat up his agent after that scene. He was just like, This is what you give me. I studied Shakespeare and you gave me a wagon. Does does Steve Rogers or Captain America have GPS? Because Miguel left a long time ago. Yeah. He happened to easily find him. Now, he had to be gone a good 10 minutes while he's in the building. He was doing all that stuff. 
yet he was able to track him on the hang glider. And he took the extra 20 seconds to ass, ass slide down the rail. Yes. <laughs> but again, just like before, with the, instead of using the stupid like splotch thing, just give us a little like boop, 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 boop. Just something. But no, they just like, again, just they could have just explained something to the reason that he found him. Yeah. But no, he just perfectly lands. But, but the fact but, that, yeah, why does he land so far away from him? I thought he was going to land on the car. And, and then does he just leave it there? Like, does, does he have another hang glider? Because he he, he kind of like this. Like, once he landed, it looked like it was like done. <laughs> government waste for you. Yeah. <laughs> Big government spending all their money on hang gliders. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was going to land close to it. But then when we see him land, Miguel's station wagon drives past. And then it's like another like 30 seconds later. And we see him in the motor. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. It was filler. Oh, yeah. And then how the heck? Is the wagon going faster than he runs faster than the than that the wagon can go? That again, that's your getaway car, a station wagon. And again, so he's in the station wagon. It's obviously out. That's running. why he's asking for a billion dollars. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's right. a billion dollars or a seventy-six Ford Mustang, <laughs> something. But the fact that he was already outrunning Captain America, why not just keep going? You know. Yeah, he's gonna run out of gas before you do. Again, Captain America has to run in gas. That was a good filler wagons. scene. Those station wagons have a back facing back seat. You know, all they need is one <laughs> henchman, you know, looking out the back window, waving at cars. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't he have a henchman with him or two? You know, like you know, like he would not, he's you know he's pretty important for what you know. No, Kramer could have been back there instead of like spraying the dogs. That right. really didn't do much. Really, like right. It's not like they had it's not like they had one of those scenes where Captain America was like tied to a chair or locked in a room ready and then they stick the dogs on him. The dogs just he just happened to get close to the dogs. <laughs> like it was like Captain America like made that happen. But no, if he if he has obviously he has more gas, he could have just like kept driving. But that would have been a great filler scene. Seeing Captain America have to stop at a pump and like wait in line, you know, maybe I'd be a little famished, go inside, get a hot dog, something. <laughs> but Again, the fact that Miguel parks and just starts running, I'm like, wait, well, why is he doing this? Like, I don't, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, he's not, he's not a good bad guy. I love the fact that Captain America is like part dolphin. He has like echolocation. He's just like, I've sensed you. You're 20 yards northeast. Oh yeah, when he's talking, when he's talking to him, <laughs> I know your exact location because I'm part dolphin. <laughs> for a split second i thought miguel was getting in the rowboat because that rowboat was like perfectly placed on that yeah, lake. Yeah, i'm like yep. this could be weird yeah <laughs> like he gets in the rowboat and we have a rowboat chase scene or so, i don't know well you, captain Cap- america I, can't swim yeah but i was he could probably run on water because he's really fast so i thought he i, th- I th- honestly thought you're gonna see him like running chasing him running on the water because he's so fast that he's barely touching the ground <laughs> At least butt slide across the board. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, See, okay. yeah, he throws the shield and then slides on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that that could have been something. But this whole, I, I, this is the one of the best lines. Like when you look up this movie again before I saw it, the only thing in any of like the IMDb reviews, like people again pan it and they're like, "This movie sucks." 
which they're totally wrong, but the, 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 he throws the boomerang shield even slower than earlier in the movie. And he just like moves his head back and he goes, you didn't expect to fool an old jungle fighter with a boomerang trick like that. Did you? Yeah, I, I, since when is Captain America miss? Miguel. That's his superpower. <laughs> so, He's an old jungle fighter. Okay, Miguel is the oldest guy he fought in this movie. <laughs> and he's the only one that was able to avoid the shield. Ruining his stats. <laughs> but I got to say, I did at least like, it didn't last long, but I did like that they actually fought. I was like, wow. I didn't know how long it was going to go. They really just tumbled for a little bit. And then Miguel just, then he started shooting at him. Why did yeah. he shoot at him first, right? Yeah. Why did he do that in that order? Wouldn't he have shot him? Yeah, Miguel came at him like a tie. Like he just came mad at him like a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, this old man's got some, you know, up to him. He's got some hops. Yeah, why didn't he use the gun first? Because because then the next part is when he starts shooting him, Steve Rogers blocks it with the shield. And then he and then and then somehow he drops, right? I guess because yeah. he gets shot up and it's made out of plastic, it breaks, he drops it. <laughs> and then he's ready to shoot him. He has no bullets left. So then that's when he, right? He has no bullets left. Yeah, but Steve Rogers is holding the gun to him later on. I think he's reloading it, right? Well, oh, like, yeah. No, that's what it is. Miguel is taking the, yeah, he's getting ready to reload. That's what it is. And then he, is that when they, maybe that's when they tussle. I think I, I think that's when they fight like that. Cause then that's the, that makes more sense. Cause then that's when he gets, a, Miguel gets away, opens up the briefcase, and then just like throws a, He's getting ready to throw. Oh, yeah. He throws the he vial. Throws, he throws the vial. And a little it does hit Captain America. Because I thought he made a comment at the end of the movie that only, like, I only aged a little or something like that. He said something. Yeah, he aged three weeks. Yeah, three. <laughs> Another odd number. Like, it's. <laughs> what is the, the scientist says something like that? He's like, yeah, just a flesh wound for you. <laughs> <laughs> but when Christopher Lee, though, when he starts turning old, he, like, they, they did a pretty good job because. Oh, that looked great. That's what he looked like in Star Wars and and you know Lord of the Rings. Like that's what he looks like. So they did a really good job of how he looked. Yeah, and I do like one of his lines, like when when uh, Captain America was like hiding, which was kind of funny. It was like they were playing people. He was like hiding in the woods, and he was like, "Just think, in another life, we could have been friends." <laughs> He's shooting, but that was, like, that was an odd statement. <laughs> no, like, I, like I was, that was so out of the blue. I did guy. like. I did like the fact when he did, even though it looked corny, like the shield earlier and the shield just before that, when the vial is like going and they meet and then it sprays him in the face. And Do you think Miguel knew like Steve Rogers, just affection for old people. He's just <laughs> kind of at the cusp of like Steve Rogers, like, you know, his wheelhouse. See, I, I think it would have been better if he knew him from the military. Yeah. That like that that have that kind of backstory would have been a much better you know like fitting for the ending. Yeah. What if he said like, "You can live forever, and you can." I promise to paint, let you paint me as one of your caricatures. <laughs> and then Steve Rogers is like, oh, "Really?" And then he's like, "No." <laughs> I don't know. But I did like again. There's not. I wish there was more. I love obviously love with the one liners. But I did like when uh, Stat Statter's there because Miguel has somehow has it all planned out that he's going to pull into this. Like again, did they have a tracker on him? How did St Stater Statter know exactly <laughs> where he's going to be? Because he lands the helicopter, and pretty good line. Uh, 
what the heck did I, why did I write any of these freaking amazing lines down? Oh, he says, too late, Stater. He died of old age waiting for you. <laughs> Perfect. Classic. Perfect. Just so classic. I don't know. I Again, could there have been more? Like, he's the only person that officially died in this movie, right? All the other guys just fell and didn't get up, I guess. Well, they could have been dead. They just never got up again. <laughs> still there. Miguel and the sheep and Whitey the sheep. But didn't, didn't Miguel age very fast? Like how fast, how fast are you supposed to age? Well, it was, it's 38, but it's probably based on a dosage. It's 38 days an hour, but he took like a whole, like whole thing. Because the one, yo, he changed the one time when he got like flipped over. He was like, he was like, like a ghost. He, like, he, yeah, he became like a corpse. Like he wasn't even like, yeah. He aged into a corpse. Yeah. Oh God. And then they, we talked about this earlier. They dropped the antidote. They saved Portland, but the end scene of the movie, lots oh. of questions. Like, so, so, so Steve Rogers, like a character, he needs somebody to sit there for a while for him to do it. Like that cat sat there for hours, just loving it, you know, but somehow he's able to perfectly draw Helen while riding <laughs> a horse in circles. And huh. again, how long does he know Helen for that he's like, still hanging out with the son? This he hangs like out more with the days. son than he does with Helen. And he yeah. hangs out more with the son than Helen, without a doubt. Crazy point. Crazy part is that Helen and Pete have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Helen was Pete's twin and she aged and oh. he didn't. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> so they're like peers it's not even like a mother's son like so that's why she's so liberal with who, ha- who pete hangs out with. exactly <laughs> oh crack the case God. right there fellas that is something maybe she skipped taking the antidote for like uh four days four times and she just got yeah but the fact that the kid he goes do you want a pet and he goes no i really don't want one and he's like here here's toby he's a puppy take it and the kid Kind of didn't want it. And then he just hugs it. And then they look over to the mom and Pete's sitting on his lap. <laughs> that was a little, he seemed a little old to be sitting on a man's lap. Yeah. <laughs> Gift giving. No. I don't know. And again, not his dad, you know, let's, let's, you know, it's clarify. So, I mean, that's kind of weird, but he's wearing his dad's shirt. <laughs> so is that? So yeah. So confuse the kid even more. Okay. <laughs> didn't daddy used to have that? Go to your room. <laughs> but yeah, so that was Captain America to death too soon. So we'll go to our guest, Toby. Uh, so Toby, would you recommend people? I don't know how people can find this. It's like VHS DVD or you find it somewhere on the internet. It's not for rent. But if somebody could find this, would you say you watch that? I would give it 50 stars because it's so American. <laughs> and I think it should be in every single U.S. history curriculum. I think we got to know who our heroes are. And Steve Rogers is a hero. Oh, my God. Jamie, this is our 50th sequel, 50 stars. What would you say for Captain America 2? Death too soon. That it, makes sense now. Death too soon. Aging. I I, real, I I thought of that like towards the end of the movie. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I get it now. Um, if I could take a time machine back to 1979, I would say, yes, watch it. Because... What, there's really no need to watch this today. There, there, there really isn't. You know, um, 
again, you know, if you put it in context, when it was made for the time, maybe it was a cool movie back then. I remember watching Spider-Man movies that were so cheesy when I was, you know, in the seventies. So I get it. Um, but there really isn't a need to watch today. There's a reason why you can't find it. Cause I don't think too many people are watching it. So uh, I would say, no, I would take a pass well, on this one. I think after this comes out, People are going to, we're going to change it. It's going to be one of those next movies like The Room. People are going to be clamoring for it. Movie drive-ins are going to show it. No, I would say, why Why not watch it? It's the only, oh. it's the only Christopher Lee movie. He's been in every huge franchise. It's in, he's in Marvel. And this is his role as Miguel. Again, is it a perfect movie? No, but seeing him fly out of oh. van, that's, that's America, you know, <laughs> that's America, a man in a van with a little circle window, which, why did, why was that a thing? What was that window for? It wasn't even in the middle. It was like in the back for, I don't get that. Maybe that's where he slept and he could like, I don't know. It's like he'd stand up fully in that. And what's like, what's the, is that a rainbow? Like what's the design? Like what's it's, that? Like, no, it's a rain. It's a rainbow. And there is a seagull on it. Yeah. There's think, a seagull. Right. I think Toby's right. But, uh, Man, so that that was Captain America 2 Death Too Soon. Thank you, Toby, for joining us for Thank you. Sequel Thanks 15. And next week we are staying in the superhero genre. Oh no, we're not. No, we're, no, not. we're not. No. Not. That's in two weeks. I wrote this whole thing totally wrong. So no, so the next sequel that we're going to be covering is. Uh, we kind of did it like a little backwards because we had the opportunity to interview the producer, Suzanne Nagy of uh, Grizzly 2 Revenge, which such a great interview growing up in Hungary, socialism, just talking about just what went into the filming of that movie and why it took so long for this movie to come out that has, you know, George Clooney, Laura Dern, John Reese Davis, Charlie Sheen. And so we're going to be covering that uh, next week. Chris Egan's going to be back for his fifth time. And man, that is going to be such a cool Listen, movie. To- we, you, we've, we've hit it big time. We're getting movies before they're released. That's a, that's how, that's how big we are. Yeah. That, we get that, that before it's released. And this one, nobody can find it. <laughs> that shouldn't be released. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's going to be it. So yeah. So, so look out for that and then in two weeks we have a superhero movie so I wasn't too wrong we're going to be doing Batman Returns but that's all I'm going to say the interview for it is pretty rad so don't forget to review rate share our podcast follow us on all social media at sequels only and don't forget to check out our website sequelsonly.com good night good night America <laughs> <laughs>